Welcome to Rock the Boat, your one-stop shop for all things cruise. This week, I'm talking to Kirsty from Norwegian Cruise Lines, and she's going to be telling us all about the fabulous things going on at NCL. I was invited by NCL to try out one of the cruises last year, and uh, I got to meet the wonderful Kirsty on board. So I thought it would be a great idea to get her onto the podcast, and we can talk about some of the amazing cruise ships and cruises. So, Kirsty, why don't you start by sort of telling us how long has Norwegian Cruise Line been around for? NCL is quite a well-established cruise line, older than some of our competitors. And in fact, we actually celebrated our 55th birthday last year. So we were established in 1966 by our founder, Knut Kloster. And basically, we actually were the first cruise line to start cruising in the Caribbean. Our first journey was actually from Southampton over to Miami. The American market loved the whole concept of Caribbean cruising. uh, And that's where it all started many, many years ago. And since then... NCL has gone on to be innovators in our market and they've brought about a whole lot of new concepts, ideas of things that you would, uh, wouldn't even think of. You know, back in the day, we actually launched with the first cruise line to all launch kids clubs at sea. And people thought we were crazy for launching kids clubs at sea, but it's been brilliant because really it's a fantastic family holiday from that perspective. We were the first cruise line to bring on board Wi-Fi. We were the first cruise line to have our own private island um, which is called Great Spirit Key. I know you and I have spoken about it before, and I'm sure we'll mention it along the way. But we continue to keep innovating as we go along and bringing new features to the world of the cruise industry. I think people take it as standard now, having kids' clubs on board pretty much most of the, the cruise ships nowadays. And, I mean, I had a look around the kids' club when I went on board Getaway With You. And they're fantastic. It's a great place because I think sometimes people worry, are the kids going to be fine? They're going to have enough to do on board. I think actually it'd be dragging them away from the kids club is probably going to be the hardest thing. You say, come on, kids, we've got to go for lunch. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You go off for lunch. We'll just stay in the, in the kids club instead. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think it's really key because you've got families with children and youths, young adults of many ages, traveling um, on holiday with you. And, you know, it's really key. I've got four children of my own, four teenagers, it's key that you offer a holiday experience that really caters for everybody in your party. And certainly, I know my teenage children think it's pretty uncool hanging out with me. So they like to have their own things to do. And, you know, there are many of our clubs that are on offer are not children's clubs as such. For young children, yes, they are. But we've also got clubs that cater for youth. So they can go in there. They have their own soda machines. They've got their own drinks package. They can just help themselves to sodas. You know, they have Xboxes, they have virtual reality games, they have all sorts going on for them. And like you say, it is most of the time like dragging them away. It's like, you know, I always insist that my children come and eat an evening meal with me because if I don't insist they come and eat an evening meal with me, I won't see them for most of the time because they're having such a good time on board. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I'm not very good with heights, so I never went on the climbing thing at the back of the ship, the ropes course. I never went on that because I'm... I get a bit funny with heights and that. I'm fun on roller coasters and stuff, but I would have done it if it was a bit lower down. But I'd imagine your kids would love those kind of things. And then the, the water park, well, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I managed to do the ropes course and I absolutely loved it. And my perception of what the ropes course was going to be was it was just going to be a little ropes course, but actually it wasn't. It was quite challenging. And like you say, you were quite high up. So it's really great fun. And yes, my kids would love that. And I have to say the aqua parks on board, I mean, they've got brilliant aqua aquaparks for tiny small children that have got great water things splashing out of them and buckets emptying on them and little tiny slides but we've also got the most amazing water slides for young adults and larger adults as well you know it's like we've got ones with the floor drops away we have ones that you come down in an inflatable tire into a basin there's all sorts of slides and they really are great fun 
Yeah, you wouldn't think you're on a cruise ship. If any of our listeners have been to Aquatica over in Orlando and have, have been on the drop one or have been to Village Nature here in Disneyland Paris and have been on the drop slide, they have two of those on board uh, Getaway. And I think you've got one on a couple of the other ships as well. I didn't go on them because they were actually closed while, while, when we were on board. But I think I might go on them. I don't know. I have to sort of brave it out. With water slides, I can't, I can go on roller coasters fine. But water parks, I would build up the courage, I think, to go on the water park. But the slides I went, we went on when we were on board, they were amazing. And they were really, they were quick as well. Because sometimes with water slides, sometimes you go to a hotel and he says, we've got a water slide. And it's like two meters, three meters long. It's, like, it's over in seconds. But these were a good amount of time and a couple of them were really quick as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, they're good and they're also they're there. But if you don't want to use them, then they're, they're not interested by them. They're sort of out the way. So, you know, as it's fun for everybody, regardless of what you decide to do, they on board. I think if people have been on some of the other cruise ships before, they've had like the, the drinks packages and things like that. Now, what puts people off a lot of cruising is the price of the drinks packages if they were booking them sort of later. And I think this is where you NCO have definitely innovated by having the all at sea package. You're absolutely right there, Martin. And from NCL, we try to differentiate ourselves from our competitors. There's a few different things that, that we do differentiate ourselves with. The first and foremost, our, our big thing is freedom and flexibility, because every one of us is individual and unique, and we all like to do things our own way. So we don't want to have any regimentation for any of our guests on board to have to follow rules. And let's face it, you know, unfortunately through the pandemic, we all had to follow rules and we all had restrictions put on our everyday life. So the last thing that anybody wants when they go on holiday is to have any kind of a rules or restrictions placed on them. So we have a complete ethos on board of freedom and flexibility. And that actually stems first and foremost from what your guests can wear on board. So we don't have any set dress policies, which I think is great because as much as I love getting dressed up to go for my dinner at night, I don't want to be putting on a ball gown or a tiara or basically, you know, wearing something that's going to make me feel too hot when I'm out on deck enjoying a deck party at night. So you can dress comfortably um, as you wish around the ship. There's a couple of the restaurants that for gentlemen, we ask that they wear long trousers, but many of the restaurants you can, you know, wearing smart shorts. But, you know, that's the first big thing. You know, there's no, you're never going to get turned away for not wearing a tuxedo because we don't have a formal night. You know, every night is an enjoyable night. Um, and that's the first thing in terms of the freedom and flexibility. The second thing is, is that we have very well appointed and a big focus of what we do on the ships is all about dining. So rather than have main dining rooms that we have a first and second sitting like more traditional cruise lines have, all of our dining on board is flexible dining. So we have up to like 21 restaurants on board our ships. We have smaller restaurants, but it means that every night you can pretty much dine somewhere different should you want to. And not only can you dine somewhere different, you can dine at a different time every night if you want to, and you can dine with different people every night if you want to. Now, like you mentioned, we have our free sea package, which is great because it does include an open bar, which means that your guests have a drinks package included in their holiday. They can get anything from soft drinks, white wine, red wine, rosy wine, Prosecco by the glass. You can get cocktails, mocktails and spirits. You know, the spirits are, they're all branded spirits. Anything from whiskeys, rums, gins, vodkas. We even do like liqueurs, like if you want Baileys or Quantro after dinner. And we actually even have, if, for those people that enjoy it, like doing shots, we even have like Jägermeister. So it's not like a limited or restricted drinks menu. It is literally, as they call it, an open bar. 
that is a massive saving. And like you said, even if you're only drinking soft drinks, it is definitely worth adding, having that benefit included in your holiday. The second one is a speciality dining package. So this is where I was going when I was talking about the dining. So depending on the different type of cabin that you book and um, how long you're on for, you get a number of different speciality dining experiences included. You can, if you want more, because many of our guests want to do speciality dining every night. So you can actually pay to upgrade your dining package as well. I think it's about $60 to add on an additional two experiences. But then, you know, that gives you the choice of visiting some of our like speciality restaurants that, you know, I've got some real favourites. I'm not sure which ones you dined in, right? But like, I always go to the Tampanyaki, especially with... Yeah, if- that's where I went to. Oh, it's amazing. The food is out of this world, right? But in terms of if you're traveling with your family or if you're traveling with a group of friends or if you're meeting new friends for the first time, the atmosphere in there is brilliant because it really is a kitchen theater, isn't it? You know, they really are like they're cooking the dinner in front of you. You have flames, you have singing, you have all sorts going on in there and it's a great fun experience. So Tapanyaki is one of my favorites. Another one of my favorites is Cagney Steakhouse. Just about to that's the other one I went to, yes. <laughs> and that was amazing, brilliant. What did you order? Do you remember? I had a steak because I think you have to have a steak when you go to when, when you go to there. You don't have to. Um, and then I think I had what I think I had a salad as a start. I think I had a Caesar salad. I think as a starter. I think I was trying to be reasonably healthy. I tried to always deviate right when I go in there from my usual, but it never happens. So I always end up having the king prawn starter. Right, it's a trio of king prawns, but literally these prawns are like they're like lobster tails. They're massive. So I love that. And I always try and deviate. I've had, I think I've had like fish cakes once, but I was like, oh no, I have to go back to my king prawns. And then I always like look at the steak menu and say, I'll go for a petite fillet mignon. And then I always persuade myself to actually have the 16 ounce ribeye, forgetting how big. Yes, I think that's the one I had. Yeah, yeah. You've just reminded me. Yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah. So I always forget that literally how big a 16 ounce ribeye actually is. And it beats me every time. But my husband, he tends to order the porterhouse, I think it's called, which is basically you've got like a um, fillet steak and a sirloin steak on the one cut, haven't you? So it is the size of your plate. So yeah, so definitely Cagney's is another one of my favourite, but French Bistro is beautiful as well. So is the Brazilian Steakhouse on board. That one, the other one the other one I wanted to go to was the Brazilian Steakhouse, yeah. It was a toss-up between going to Cagney's and the Brazilian Steakhouse and it's like, whoa, I haven't had a good steak for a while. Yeah, you, you definitely cannot go wrong with Cagney's, but we also have like Los Lobos, which is Mexican, absolutely out of this world. We have Food, Le- Food Republic, which is like Asian fusion food from all over the world. There's so, so much choice. And this is where, again, guests have got the freedom and flexibility for their choice. It's where they want to go. And gosh, we haven't even mentioned the main dining rooms because we have generally three smaller main dining restaurants on board the ship. Each of them serve the same menu as each other every night, albeit it rotates every day. So you can go there every day and have something different. But the ambience in each of them is very, very different. So that is a real attraction for our guests is the freedom and flexibility of the dining. We ate in the, um, I can't remember the name of it. It was towards sort of the back of the ship. They had a sort of uh, a stage in there. So you had someone singing. Oh, that's Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan, yeah. It was really nice because it wasn't kind of intrusive or anything like that. You had up on the stage and they were singing. Really good singers as well. And then you were sitting there eating your dinner and really nice atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously it extends into the evening because everybody's got a different outlook and choice and what they want to do from an entertainment perspective, haven't they? So we try to have something that caters for all different needs. And, you know, definitely our stage shows are always hugely popular with our guests. That was fantastic. I went to go and see uh, Million Dollar Quartet. 
Yep, that's a bit of the Rat Pack, isn't it? It was so good. It was Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash. And I just thought it was going to be, the person I was with booked it for us. And I thought it was just going to be, you know, people up there singing the songs. It wasn't. It was a whole show based around these uh, amazing artists. And it was really well performed, really well acted out as well. And the singing was amazing. I, I, was, I was blown away by it. Brilliant. Well, the entertainment on board NCL really is fantastic. And, well, you know, when I started personally cruising with NCL, I used to say, when I went into the theatre, I'll just sit quite near the back, just in case this isn't my cup of tea and I want to leave. And can I just say that I have never once <laughs> left any of our shows. You know, we have like Burn the Floor, which is like a, a, a dance show. I um, saw that one as well, yeah. The Latino dance floor. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it was really, again, fantastic dancers. You forget, I think you forget you're on a cruise ship sometimes. You'd think you were in the West End or you'd think you'd be, uh, maybe with the Burn the Floor, you'd think you'd be in maybe Madrid or in Cuba or something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like we, we also have like full stage shows. Like we have Jersey Boys. We have Priscilla Queen of the Desert. We've got Footless. We've got Kinky Boots. You know, the shows really are. And they're a full show as well. They're yeah. full, full stage show. They're, they're fantastic. And you think that's actually built into the price of your cruise holiday. Just about to say, you think how much a West End ticket. I mean, even if you went to a matinee and you were sat in the, the cheapest seats possible, that's still what about at least £30. I mean, a decent seat for something like even though kinky boots or something like that is going to be about eighty pounds or something, I guess. Yeah. So, and that's all inclusive of part of your uh, part of your package as well. And you can sit there and have drinks. We have those type of shows for people that enjoy those type of shows or just want to even go and see whether they like it, like me, and end up staying all night. But we also have them. Um, I mean, I'm sure you pretty much frequented this with me at some point when we were on board. We've got Howl at the Moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I went there twice, maybe three times whilst we were on board. Brilliant. Oh. Uh, such a great atmosphere as well. It's not a particularly big bar, but the I think everyone just gets involved and gets the whole crowd going, and it, it was brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, basically, Howlett Moon is it's um, a bar that has dueling pianos. So you have two people playing against each other, and every single song is basically done by the quest. So the audience requests the song, they they sing the song, everybody sings along. But you know what I didn't know? I was only speaking to my cousin actually, who's just come back from Florida. They actually have a Howl at the Moon on International Drive. And to get into Howl at the Moon, International Drive is $75 per head. Your drinks are included, right? So I guess it's good value for money for a night out because you've got your drinks included. But again, you think about that, $75 per person and it's already included in your cruise is great and it is a great environment. We've also got Sid Norman's Comedy Club oh, in yeah. there. I think we're there every night. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, they, they have the comedians, don't they? But they also have great live tribute bands in there. Like I think when we were on Getaway, they had Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, well, they had the, one month they did Fleetwood Mac's, um, one, one of the albums, and then they did like prom themed night as well. And they did like a sort of back to the 80s. And they were really good. I mean, there, there was about, about six or seven people in the band and they were really good professional singers. But, you know, the way they interacted with the crowd as well, because again, the bar isn't massive. They can interact with the crowd and, and, and everyone kind of gets going and you could tell that they really love performing. Yeah. So on, on some of our other ships as well, we've got the Cavern Club, which is always a great hit. So we have um, the bootleg Beatles or some description of a Beatles tribute band that play in the Cavern Clubs. They're always like stayed out. We also as well, we're really big on taking people outdoors because literally I think part of your holiday and getting away is, especially if you're in lovely weather, is actually getting outdoors and enjoying, you know, being outside at night. So we tend to have a lot of things happen out on decks, so a lot of deck parties. We have 80s parties, you know, we have 90s parties, we have 90s parties. 
and they have Caribbean theme parties. And, you know, I, personally, when I'm away, I always tend to dip in and out of stuff. So I move around ship doing different things. And I think, again, that's all the whole freedom and flexibility of what we offer our guests. And if you're not big into entertainment and you just want to go quietly off to a bar, you might find yourself in, I don't know, the whiskey bar, whiskey's malt house it's called. Like I, I quite enjoy going there for a nice glass of red wine because I'm not a whiskey drinker. But we also have like the martini bar where you can go and have a, a, you know, a really nice martini. So there's lots of things. And even, I don't know if you found yourself out there again, but like we have the waterfront. So we take our bars out on, on deck as well. So we're as many cruise ships by promenade deck. Our promenade deck actually has like um, sofas on it, seating areas, bars where you can actually just go outside, sit outdoors, relax and chill and quietly have a drink as well. So freedom and flexibility is huge. It also extends into the freedom and flexibility of accommodation options for guests too, because we like to give our guests according to their budget and what they want to spend, you know, a real choice. So we have our inside staterooms, ocean view staterooms, balcony and club balcony, which is like a mini suite staterooms, which are great. Again, depending on what you want to spend. But one of the real things I like is that for our solo travellers, we have studio cabins, which are just designed for someone travelling on their own. But it extends just further than just solo cabin as well, because we have a lounge area for studio guests. And this area can only be accessed by solo travellers that are staying in the studio area. But within that, we have a host who's there to welcome all the solo travellers. You know, And solo travellers could be two friends travelling together that want their own cabins. Or it could be somebody who is just travelling on their own and they would like to meet like-minded people. Or it might be somebody who's travelling on their own and they just want to spend time on their own. But what the host does is makes it accessible for everybody to join in as and when they want to. So the, the solo host will book dining for guests that want to dine together, excursions for guests that want to, you know, go on excursions together. They'll book seating in the theatre for people who want to go and enjoy the show together. And also every evening at 5pm, we invite anybody who's a solo traveller. So if they're not even staying in the suites, the studio suites for solo guests, then they're invited in to come to a solo get together so you can still meet up with other people. But the real great thing about those studio suites are that it's priced accordingly for a solo guest. We're not basically saying we're going to charge you 200% of the fare because, you know, that that isn't fair. So we've got a facility to offer solo guests the option. And, you know, it works well because say, for example, if I'm travelling with my family, my mum likes to travel with us. So it means that she can have a stateroom to herself and not be penalised for being on her own. So that's great. And then at the opposite end of the scale, we've also got Haven, um, and Haven is our suite class on the ship. And Haven is like a small ship within a larger ship. Now, I think, did you get to have a tour of the Haven with some of the girls? I had little ones around, yeah. We had a tour around and blown away by just the amount of, sort of space and the amount of attention to detail. And then you had all those people around and you could have drinks up there and nibbles as well. The nice swimming pool as well. So very calm and relaxed in there. And it was, yeah, a bit of an oasis of calm. You mentioned about the parties up on deck at the back of the ship. I was there pretty much every night, I think. And then to go back to this oasis of calm was just, I'm sure it would be amazing. Yeah, it's lovely. And you know what? Every suite there has its own butler. So they look after everything that you need. You can dine in your stateroom if you want to dine in your stateroom. Like you say, you've got your own restaurant there as well. And it's great for multi-generational families because sometimes you get grandparents that want something a little bit more upscale and they'll go in Haven while their families go in just general sort of inside up to club balcony or with friends that travel in the studio. So it really is flexible in the way that it accommodates everybody and their needs. And there really is something for everybody on board. So it really is a great proposition. And then, of course, we've got 18 of those ships 
So we are quite a substantial cruise line. You know, we've Rose 18 include a new one we've got joining us this year, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we've also got another five ships joining us every consecutive year from basically this year onwards. So exciting times in terms of growth. But by having that number of ships, it means that it really opens the world up to us in terms of where we go. You know, and we visit literally over 400 ports call. And we're always innovating the ports that we go to. So visiting new ports of all. But also, as well, we invest into the ports call that we go to too, which is really good. So like this year, we've put a huge investment into Alaska. You know, we've just opened and developed a new pier in Alaska, which has opened a new port of call called Icy Strait. And we've, we're developing and investing into like even our home port in Miami. So we've just opened a new cruise terminal in Miami. We've opened one in Southampton as well for people that want to go out of the UK. And then, we, you know, we're now starting to see a lot of Panama City and places like that. So we constantly are investing and innovating and doing something different, which is great. Tell us a little bit about the private island as well. Yeah, I mean, this this is the thing, right? And this is this is the real gem of what you do, Martin, is because you can completely tailor make and bespoke anything that what your guests have. I mean, you've put together some fantastic itineraries, like you mentioned before, with Los Angeles and Disney, and you know, looking at doing like sort of the Mexican Riviera type thing. You can take any idea from any guest, and you can create the package for what they actually need. And we do have some amazing Caribbean itineraries. Like you said, you know, we can go out in Miami talking about our private island. So we have our own private island that we own. We bought outright. It's called Great Spirit Key. And it's in the Bahamas. It is absolutely stunning. So I, I've worked for Norwegian for five years and I've spoken about Great Spirit Key, not fully appreciating what Great Spirit Key is until I visited it in December last year. And it is, it's a stunning island. It's very tastefully done. So we have two sister brands, um, Oceania, which is like five-star boutique style cruising. And then we have our other sister brand, Regent Seven Seas, which is ultra luxury, six-star cruising, all suite class on the ship. You know, you'll have probably seen the programs about the world's most expensive cruise ship, then that's exactly it. So, you know, we want to cater for those type of guests. So the island is very tastefully done. When you get to the island, you can go off and take lots of different excursions should you want to do. So like I was quite... um. Yeah, I've done quite a few excursions while I was there. So I, I went off and done zip wiring because you can zip wire across the island, which was great fun. I'm not sure how that would go with your heights, but I really... Oh, no, no, it. I think uh, I've done zip wiring before and uh, actually was talking to someone about zip wiring the other day and I would do that, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. So I really loved that. And I, I'd kind of done that impromptu, actually, because I had like an hour to spare um, before I went off and done some other things. So I've done the zip wiring, which I really loved. Another bucket list thing that I wanted to do was I've always wanted to swim with pigs in the Bahamas. Ah, yes, yes. The famous photos. Yes. So I went off and done that, which was really great fun. And, you know, I've done it now. I've ticked it off my bucket list. I don't have to do it anymore unless I go back with my children who want to come and do it. So then I'll have to do it again. (laughs) But that was good and entertaining. And also kayaking. You can kayak, you can snorkel. You can pretty much sit and do nothing if you want to, which it is the perfect oasis to sit and do nothing. So if you can imagine the sand, well, you've probably seen this in some of the American beaches, actually, but it's like flower in your toes. It's so soft. It's so cold. It's, you know, perfectly white, beautiful sandy beaches. If you want to just, you know, get yourself a sun lounger, you can do it. We have cabanas if you want a cabana. You know, we have private villas if you want to have a private villa. It is part of your all-inclusive package as well. So your drinks goes with you if you want to have your drinks. We actually have 220 staff members that live on the island. So all the catering, wow. all the food. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive island. Where, where, how can you apply for this job? <laughs> exactly. I know. I think we all need to go there. But basically, so they live on the island. They cater for all the food. So we've got lots of different restaurants where you can eat your way through the day while you're there. 
So it, it really is stunning and it's the perfect way to just, because a lot of other islands that you go to when you're on a Caribbean cruise, you want to get off and you want to go and explore. Here you can just get off the ship and then just chill out for the day if you want to. So it's beautiful. I think if you spend two weeks or sort of 10 nights or something like that, you've been going around the Disney parks, Universal parks, you do need, especially if you've never been there before, you need to, you know, most people do say when they come back from a trip through, from to Orlando, is I need a holiday now to recover from that holiday. Well, that's what you do a cruise for afterwards. That's why you don't do a cruise at the beginning. You do a cruise at the end, and then you go off, and then you relax, recharge your batteries that you've had, the you know great time in the theme parks, and then relax and chill out. And the you know the great thing as well is when you're in the theme parks, every five minutes the kids want want food. They want to eat something to get the wallet out, tap in your card. To have to do it on both the ship. It's all paid for. It's all prepaid for. So it's a fantastic way of extending your holiday and being able to go and have to go to a private island as well. How often do we get to go to a private island? It's not very often, is it? And you can add this on. One of the biggest costs of going to Orlando is your flights over there. So if you're already there, why don't you just add on a cruise? You know, if just like a couple of night cruises, you can just sort of a short one if you wanted to, or a full sort of seven night cruise, add that on. You really pay for your flights. You might as well add on uh, a cruise as well. Yeah, and you, you, just when you were saying that about like constantly getting your wallet out. So I've taken four cruises last year, and um, I was really fortunate to do that, especially coming out the back of a pandemic. We were very lucky you got to go with me as well for one of those. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, I mean, you know how much of a great time I had on there. Really, brilliant. Yeah. Every single one of those cruises I've gone on, I have come off with a zero dollar bill. Because I had all my drinks and all my food and everything I needed already included. So I have come off of them and not spent a penny. Yeah. I think the only thing I bought on board was I bought some sunglasses. Well, oh, okay. Board, and that was the yep. only thing that I paid for on board was a pair of sunglasses and everything else was included. It was just brilliant. It, it is nice to not, have to, to not have to get your wallet out whilst you're on holiday. You don't have to worry about carrying a wallet as well. You just need to rib key. That's it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some chargeable items if guests want to do additional things. You know, for example, if they wanted to have a spa treatment on board, because we do have the most beautiful Mandara spas on board, you can have your spa treatment, you can have your hair done, you can have your teeth whitened, you can have Botox, like literally the list is endless. And obviously that's a chargeable item. And then, you know, like I think that the package that you've put together on one of our amazing ships, Norwegian Bliss, she has a two-tier go-kart track on there. Which yes, yes. Yeah. This is the one that's going out of um, Los Angeles in uh, November, I think. I think we've, yeah. uh, we've got people who are going on board. And we've put some offers onto Facebook uh, as well about it because it's such a great itinerary. Great for couples to go on to because you're going to get this amazing... I'm sure when they originally were, were designing the go-kart track, I assume that you know they were thinking for kids, but I'd imagine it's probably all the adults that are going on to Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's brilliant. I mean, it's it's like it's electric go kart. So the really random thing is, you can't even hear it. You really can't hear it. But yeah, that's chargeable. But it's worthwhile paying. Like I think it's like ten dollars for like your sort of a session on it, your initial session. Obviously, if you want to go on it unlimited, then they can sell your unlimited package if you want, or they can sell a certain amount of like laps. I think call it. But I think it's like ten dollars if you want to just have a go, say you've done it, trial it out, which is great as well. So. There's lots of th- different things that you can do. And again, that's one of the things that makes us a little bit different is having that go-kart track on board. But that ship is absolutely stunning. She's got the most beautiful observation lounge, which I was on Encore in December, which is our sister ship. And I used to get up every morning and go to the observation lounge while we were sailing into port and have my breakfast in there because they actually serve breakfast in the observation lounge as well. 
and it has like ceiling to floor windows so you can basically sit on like a chaise long looking out the window enjoying your morning coffee and your breakfast and it's just beautiful so it's, it's a lovely area to go in that ship too oh fantastic i had to talk about dining before i ate in all the tons of restaurants when i was on board and you know, you, you do sort of overindulge. But I did have room service one day. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I had room service. And I, I live in France, and France is, in French people closure is, France is terrible for pizza. It's not very good for pizza at all. But I had pizza uh, from room service, and it was amazing. It was freshly made. The dough was just really soft, and uh, it was just a perfect kind of pizza. And for someone who doesn't have access to, I know it sounds silly, but someone who doesn't have access to good pizzas, you can all pity me. I was just so amazed by it. And, it, you know, it arrived quite quickly as well. They bring it in. You've got your, your cutlery. It's just really nice. You just sat in your cabin. I went and sat on my balcony. That's why I wanted to do it. I thought, you know what? I've got a balcony. Because usually when I go on cruise ships, I don't like the sunlight coming in. Where I, uh, One of the best things about living in France, we always say, is that they have shutters on the windows. So when you're inside in your bedroom, it's dark so you can sleep. Which is why I don't really like going for the inside cabin. Everyone always says, "Why go for an outside cabin or for a balcony?" Because I like being, you know, when I want to go to sleep, I want to go to sleep, and not we waking up at five o'clock in the morning. But I had the balcony. If I actually the curtains on board were really good because that's one of the things I found on some of the other cruise ships is the curtains are a bit thin. So I wanted to sit on the balcony and have food. And I just sat there and had my pizza. Well, watching the world go by, it was just so relaxing and chilled out. Put my feet up. Oh, it's lovely. But there's this, there is amazing dining venues and some casual ones as well. And I don't know if you ever made it to Oshihans or in some ships it's called the local, but basically it's a 24 hour dining venue. And like, as if like eating most of the day is not enough, I always end up going to Oshihans usually before I go to bed. And I always end up leaving a cruise ship with a new favorite dish. So it used to be chicken wings um, in Oshihans. So they do different flavored chicken wings. But I love the chicken wings and she hands. So I always end up saying, can't wait to go back on board because I look the chicken wings. Oh, I had the chicken wings, don't worry. <laughs> oh, they're ace. But um, when I left, um, I think it was epic actually when I was on in the summer and I was like, I fell in love with the macaroni cheese. I had that as well. Oh, the macaroni cheese is just amazing. So now I, I like when I went back in December and the first day I went for lunch, they were like, what you have? And I'm having chicken wings and I'm having macaroni cheese in the local or she hands is the equivalent. So... Yeah, I had that. So, I mean, there is, there's, there's stuff that you just fall in love with on board, whether it be a cocktail, whether it be, I don't know, favourite member of staff. It is brilliant. And it, and it makes you say, I want to go back again. They were really good at remembering the bar in the atrium. We used to go there quite often because it was kind of like a nice sort of space to sit in. And every time he knew what my drink was and he would just go, usual? I go, yes, please. And then, but that's just such a nice thing. Like, that even your biggest ships. So, what's the most sort of amount of passengers you got on the biggest ships? Just over four thousand. Yeah, I mean, some of the other sort of cruise lines have got six, six yeah, eight thousand yeah. people, and I think yeah. sometimes you can get a bit lost. And you're one of eight thousand. That's not really personal service, is it? But the fact that he could remember, you know, what drink I wanted every single time was just a nice little touch. And we always found all the crew really sort of welcoming and really friendly as well when we were on board and. If you wanted something or you had a question, they would either go and find out if they didn't know or if you wanted so they would go and get it. There didn't seem to be any problem. I wanted to watch a, a football match on TV, in the bar actually, and they changed the channel over for me. So it was great. Yeah. Fantastic. The, the, crew, the crew really are a huge asset to us. They're amazing. And the way on board works, you know, it is, it is so unbelievable what was on that we don't even know about. And obviously through COVID, we've had to adapt. 
And I think, you know, this is probably quite an important point, actually, in terms of traveling, because I think some people haven't really started traveling again and they're just getting getting now the confidence to go back and travel again. And we've been back at sea now since July 2021. So we actually had 500 whole days out of the water. Our ships were laid up for 500 days. It's a long time. And obviously, when you think about the number of crew that are on each ship, each crew member wasn't working either. And they, they were looked after. They were still paid their salary, which is fantastic that NCL done that. But basically all our crew members were at home, which is unusual for them as well, because many of our crew come from the Philippines and South Africa and various other countries. Um, and they don't generally get to spend much time with their families. So they literally had 500 days at home with their families. Some of them came back a bit earlier because when we did bring the crew back, we had to bring them back to do our vaccination policy. I think sometimes on cruise ships, there's a bit of a the German mentality of being the first one up in the morning to come put down your towels. We never had that problem at all uh, when we were on board. I think because there's so many different things on board that you don't have to just sunbathe. Whereas sometimes I think like if you go on an all-inclusive holiday, maybe there's not that much actually to do apart from just sunbathing and going to the pool. So you spend the entire day around the pool. But because there's so much to do, you've got the rope course you can go and do, you've got all the other sort of things where it's going to go to the spa. Actually, it means that not as many people are sunbathing, which means that it frees up those sun lounges. And yeah, we were always found a space and it was really nice to sort of top up my tan uh, whilst I was away as well. Yeah, really nice, yeah. And we also have as well, you know, if guests do want a little bit more seclusion and privacy, we also have the Vibe Beach Club, which there is a charge to get into Vibe Beach Club, but you can't book it till you get on board. But Vibe Beach Club is like you have cabanas rather than just your lovely sun lounges that we have around the ship. But you have cabanas, you have hot tub jacuzzis, they obviously bring you cocktails cocktails and stuff like that while you're up there as well cold towels for your head suntan lotion so a little bit more exclusive but if guests want to use that and have you know a little bit more of a peaceful sanctuary up there then they can use that as well so again it's just freedom and flexibility to tailor your day how you want to do it really yeah it's not a well if you want to sunbathe this is the one place that everyone needs to sunbathe is there's different places you can go to of course if you've got a balcony as well and if you're facing the right way then you can have a little bit of a sunbather on your balcony so yeah, making me want to go back. I mean, it's, it's, it's freezing cold here at the moment, so uh, I can definitely want to go somewhere warm in a, a private island with sort of sandy beaches and things. That I'm making my making my mind wander. And I'm sure a lot of everyone listening to this as well is already thinking, obviously, sort of get in contact with us. You know, if you're thinking about going to Orlando, you want to add on a cruise onto that, or if you think about just doing it as a standalone thing as well, because there's so many different destinations. I mean, you even go around Asia as well. We do get a lot of people who are interested in going to to Asia. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about sailing around. If you want to do a tour around Asia, you can fly and things, but actually it's so much nicer just getting on a cruise ship and just going from port to port and you can go to, you can go to Thailand and you can go to Japan and all those kind of really super cool places. Go and see them without the hassle of having to fly there. Yeah, no, do you know, I've actually cruised in Asia and um, I went to places I never actually anticipated I would ever go. You know, I went to Korea when I was um, on, on my cruise in Asia. I actually went from Shanghai up to Beijing and Setuk and Fukuoka and Japan and then up to Busan and Korea. And it was amazing. But I think, you know, like you say, I probably wouldn't book myself on a holiday to go to Busan, but it was great to go and see it. And you don't have to unpack all you need to worry about is getting yeah. on ship and getting back on, you know. And that's it. And I got to see all these amazing countries and go off and have some amazing experiences, you know, eating locally produced with a Michelin star chef, sushi. So I think, you know, it's like not like the sushi we would have at home. You know, yeah, just like some of the things that we've done was, was fantastic. But the, the world is your oyster when it comes to a cruise. And like you say, 
it's not necessarily just the Caribbean. And we do go from amazing ports. So you can boat on lots of different things. You know, we go from Miami, New York. We go from Boston, Tampa, Port Canaveral, New Orleans. That's just the Caribbean. You know, it's like we're, we've got a ship based in Honolulu, Hawaii, to do the Hawaiian Islands. We have five ships based down in Alaska over the summer months. So going out of Seattle or out of Vancouver, I've cruised in Alaska twice as well, which is an ultimately amazing destination. It's like one of my favourite in the world, Alaska. And I will go back again for a third time easily. We've got eight ships that are based in Europe over the summer months. So, you know, whether it be the Greek islands or, you know, you want to go down and take in Western Med. There's so many different places that you can actually go to. And I think once you've initially tried that first cruise, then... It, it really opens up your mind as to where you can travel. But like I said, the beauty of what you can do, Martin, is you can completely bespoke whatever your guests want and add on, you know, bits here. I mean, like, talking about New Orleans, you could do Mardi Gras yeah, and, yeah. and enjoy Mardi Gras before you get on the ship and go off and do your cruise. Or, you know, you could do Christmas shopping in New York before you get off and do your cruise. Yeah, you could sail across to Port Canaveral from Europe. You know, there's all sorts of things you can really do. The world's your oyster. Yeah, I think you've I think you've whetted a lot of appetites uh, there. If you had one piece of advice for someone who's never cruised before, what would it be? Definitely, like go with an open mind um, and pl- really explore and ex- plan your holiday like you would do with any other holiday. I mean, like, I like to research what I want to do in terms of like where would I like to dine, what shows are on offer, where would I, what would I like to see. If I'm going to different ports of call, which ones would I, which excursions would I like to do? If I'm going to do an excursions or where can I go off and just explore myself, actually, and save my excursion until somewhere completely different, which is great. In terms of packing, the one thing I always recommend people pack as well, right, is a gang socket. So basically take a travel adapter to fit in, yeah, if you need it. I think we do on some of our ships. Some of them are UK sockets. But I always take, because like now we live in a world where you're charging your headphones, you're charging your phone, you're using your hairdryer, you're using your straighteners, I always pack a gang socket. I always take one everywhere where I go on holiday anyway. But that's always um, my top tip to pack that as well. But um, don't overpack because, again, we've got the tendency to pack too much. And because it is really relaxed and casual on board, like you say, quite relaxed on board as well, you don't have to be worrying about packing loads of stuff to dress up at night. Yeah, you're not having to bring a tuxedo on board or anything like that. You know, don't need to take as much. If you can pick up something with elasticated waist, that's always a plus. <laughs> Don't bother packing your gym stuff. I pack it every single time I go away and I probably use it about once in the whole trip. And I have gone to gym a couple, depending where I've been, but I think it's there if you want to go and do it. And it's a really well-stocked gym. The, the equipment on board is really good, sort of top quality stuff, stuff that you wouldn't, you know, it's not a budget gym kind of stuff. It's proper equipment that you're going to get on board. So you can do your workout if you want to. A lot of people, I think, like running around the deck, don't they? There's like a little running uh, course around the deck. So it's kind of really nice. You can run outside. You're not going to get these views at home, are you, when you're running around uh, uh, outside? No, it, it is lovely to go running either first thing in the morning or as sunsetting. You know, that's a really nice time to go because the deck is usually quiet at that point. So it's a really nice time to go for a, a run or even if you just want to go for a brisk walk. And just burn off some of the calories because uh, I think I've gained probably well over a stone in the last uh, six months and all the cruising that I've done. We're only on board for sort of four nights and I think that of wine that was consumed, uh, let alone the food. I mean, I didn't weigh myself before and I didn't weigh myself afterwards. I think I'd be too scared if if weren't to. But yeah, when that amount of food is in front of you and it is so good, then... You can burn it off later. You can burn it off when you go home. You go to the gym when you go home. Go on a diet. Diet starts when you come back. 
Exactly. Know, you don't have to. You don't have to diet whilst you're on holiday. No one has to diet. Calories don't count. We always say when you're on holiday, calories don't count. They're invisible. They're free. So don't worry about how many calories you're having. I mean, if you want to, but there was there is a lot of. I think another thing is people think that it is just going to be you know unhealthy food and a lot of unhealthy food, but. You can eat as clean and as healthy as you want to on board. There was a lot of salads and healthier kind of food if you want it, if you're that way inclined. A lot of fresh fruit as well if you want it. Or if you want to just overindulge like I did, (laughs) then you can do that as well. Yeah, You're right. There's plenty of salads. There's plenty of like fresh vegetables. Um, There's also like nice fresh fishes if you like fish, so salmon and white fish there's lots of choice like you don't have to overindulge like i always end up doing so just think i'm on holiday and i just will but um you can if you want to have a really clean loving holiday in terms of food yeah well i think you've whetted everyone's appetite to either said either add it onto a trip to orlando or los angeles or have it as a standalone holiday so thank you very much Kirsty, for for coming onto the podcast thank you for listening to the rock the boat cruise podcast we hope you found it really useful if you found it useful Please can you do us a massive favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people like you find the podcast. And if you'd like one of our cruise experts to help with your cruise, get in touch at rocktheboat.travel. That's rocktheboat, all one word, dot travel. See you soon sailors.